Capcom's newest survival horror game in the long-standing series of Resident Evil came out and has been highly talked about. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Third Party Control Podcast, a different type of episode this week. We are going to be talking about Resident Evil Village, spoiling Resident Evil Village. It is me, not the guys, not Joe, not Beto. Beto is currently playing Resident Evil Village, and he's close to the end. Joe is finishing up Resident Evil 7, then heading into Resident Evil Village. So, I didn't want to wait any longer. You will get my opinions on what I thought about Capcom's newest title, and it's a long-standing survival horror series, Resident Evil. I am going to have some special guests in between the episodes to give you their opinions of what they thought about Resident Evil Village sprinkled within this episode. Before we go and spoil Resident Evil Village, I'm just going to kind of start off without really spoiling it right here in the beginning. Real quick, for everyone just tuning in listening, I'm just going to share what I thought quickly without spoiling anything. I really liked Resident Evil Village. I thought it was fun. You know, not everything was perfect. Not everything was great. We'll get to that later. But for the non-spoilery segment, I highly recommend it. If you are a fan of Resident Evil, I would highly recommend picking this title up and playing it, going through it. You know, enjoy it. Embrace it. Like two, three days before the game came out, there were some early reviews on it and I was you know trying to avoid all this stuff trying to avoid anything about the game because I wanted to go in with a fresh take I didn't want anyone influencing my opinion of Resident Evil Village but it was hard to kind of stay away from the information that was showing up online and I was hearing things like people saying it's too short it's not as scary as the last one Lady Diametrisk Lady the big lady is only in it for a very short period of time, people were mad. Only 16 minutes of video of her. People were furious about it. I had a coworker who just came up to me and was like, 16 minutes, 16 minutes. She's only in it for 16 minutes. And I was like, damn it. I don't want to know that. Even knowing something like that to me felt like a spoiler because it's like, man, I couldn't, you know, enjoy Resident Evil like already in the back of my head it's like okay this person's gonna be in it for a short time you don't get that surprise of like oh shit that's it they're they're not here anymore kind of a damper you know it was kind of a bummer kind of being like damn maybe the game's not gonna be great maybe it's gonna be like real shitty it's just not gonna live up to the previous game so before even playing it I was kind of bummed but I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm still going to get it. Still going to play it. I'm going to come up with my own opinions. Because some of what I heard, even though I was avoiding, just seemed more like nitpicky arguments. And again, this was, this was without like really diving into a review because, again, I didn't want anything ruined. But still, I was going in on it knowing that it was short, knowing that Lady Diamond just is not in it for that long it's not as scary which um as a fan of resident evil as a fan of horror games in general i was just kind of like oh man that's a bummer you know but i was trying to push all that off to the side and kind of ignore it 
But I finally sat down, played the game. Uh, didn't take me that long. I think it took me like a couple of days. And I beat it. And, and f first and foremost, hearing that the game is only 10 hours, to me, that's like, fuck yeah. I don't have that much time. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to devote that much time into a game if it's like 20, 30, 40 hours. Don't get me wrong. I do. Sometimes I do devote myself to a game that's like 100, maybe 120 if I'm super into it. But that's going to take something like uh, that's going to take a while to beat, you know. But hearing that it's only 10 hours is never a negative for me. And I understand when some people are kind of like, oh, man, it's not that long. That sucks. $60, $70. Fucking not worth it. It's only 10 hours. To me, it's always if it's a solid 10 hours, I am in. I'd, I'd, ha I'd rather have solid 10 hours than a 40-hour game that was like, fuck, like halfway into it. Like, man, then like four or five hours into it, it gets so fucking boring. Like, I'd rather have it be more fine-tuned and then instead of just like, well, we're adding this or elongating this segment. We're, oh, we're going to have you do this fetch quest that you can't continue your part of the game until this set of fetch quest is done. Because all it's doing is basically elongating the game to make it more oh it's a longer game but i don't care about any of that shit I, i'd rather have a tight well-made game instead of just a oversized with a game with a bunch of just nonsense in it i was cool with it so but i did play it i got into it and i really enjoyed it it was awesome a lot of the reviews i could understand some of the negativity toward it but to me I had a great time. I want to say it's like the most fun I've had with a Resident Evil since shit. When was the last time I had that much fun with a Resident Evil? Like over the top fun. I would say probably like Code Veronica. Uh, four, no, more like four. Four was like over the top fun too. But yeah, I mean, all in all, Resident Evil Village. Really enjoyed it. Had a great time with it. And if you're a Resident Evil fan, I say play it because you're just going to you're gonna have a great time. It's good. Now, for our first guest, we have the beautiful, the sexy, the stunning Trino to share with us what he liked about Resident Evil Village. Take it away, Trino. Thank you for that thoughtful and sexy intro, my friend. But enough of this uh, flirting. Let's get to the game. It comes with no surprise that I really enjoyed Resident Evil 8. I love this so much that I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing almost everything there is to do in the game. The speed run, getting all the goats and the files, the knife run, the village of darkness mode. Might even do mercenaries. And I don't really do mercenaries that much. But I'm here to talk about the game. I can say... What everyone says, you know, they, they love the story and the characters and um, Lady D's, uh, you know, uh, voice acting, the graphics. But you've all heard that already. It goes without saying that, yes, I do love all those things. But there's a couple things I wanted to say that I love that I don't know if it was ever pointed out. For me, when I played it. It really felt like I was playing the whole history of Resident Evil in this one game. You know, you got the castle, the beautiful castle, 
filled with puzzles and dangers around every corner and getting chased down by Snoo Snoo, you know, if you know, you know. And you got the freaking creepy, creepy, scary, dark dollhouse area. And all the, the puzzles that come with it, it reminded me of playing Resident Evil 1 through 3 again. And then you got, you know, you got the hidden treasures on the wall, the little sparklies that you see on the wall. All the, the fast action when you get the machine gun. And, and um, of course, the freaking Duke, who was awesome, by the way. You know, that reminds me of 4 and some of 5. And then you got Chris's part with the just run and shoot at whatever moves. No, no puzzles or anything. You just shoot. And that's fine. I mean, you know, every game needs it. And that reminds me of the amazingly fun part six. But that's what I felt when I played it. It really, really felt like I was playing a, just, you know, a seasoning of every other Resident Evil game. The, the numbers, anyways. And I thought that was super cool. Another thing that I loved was how they made you think that somehow Umbrella's got their evil little fingers in there. Like, you see the Umbrella symbol here and there. You're like, oh, snap, Umbrella. Umbrella was here. Then it turns out that the village... And Miranda was the freaking whole inspiration of Umbrella. That was freaking just like, just so cool reading those files. You're just sitting there like the people who know the history and the lore of Resident Evil were like, oh, snap. Well, I was. It was just a really, really cool twist. I wouldn't even call it a twist. Just a little, little one-two switch kind of thing. And... Another thing that I absolutely loved, and it's just so random, and it could just be me looking too much into it, but Duke, the my 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 secondhand man, he also he also realized it is when you walk into a dark room, and it takes about a second, maybe even two, for Ethan's eyes to adjust to the lighting like you get it's like super dark and then gives it give it a second then you can see pretty well in that area and i thought that was so cool if that's the route they weren't if that's the route they were going for if not screw it i'm, I'm keeping with it because that was freaking awesome and i love that theory that's probably the things that i really love the most the voice acting i freaking love heisenberg for some reason i have no idea why I'm just, I love whenever Heisenberg was on screen. He does talk a little bit too much sometimes, but still, it was awesome. And the whole Heisenberg fight, it was a little much, but how do you come up with a fight against someone that can control metal? You know, they had to, they had to somehow think outside of the box, and they did. And I don't see any other way it would have worked. Now, me, I have, only two of what I can think of. I only have two major complaints. The first one is back to the lighting. Some areas where Ethan's eyes doesn't um, get used to lighting were really, really dark. You can't see a thing. 
I have the I have the settings up a little not too high to ruin it, but I have the bright a little higher than you should, and it was still hard to see certain areas. And I don't know if that's just me, but I some areas are just like really dark and playing during the daytime with light it was a little tough. And another one that I was just like really was the likings the likings on a horse. What the crap a werewolf's doing on a horse? Now it might have been a homage to Planet of the Apes or whatever, but it was just like eh. You only seen him once, which was fine, but it really just kind of took me out. I'm like, really? Bunch of bunch of werewolves on horses? Come on, buddy. Come on. But all in all, I really gotta say I enjoyed this game. The, the freaking corniness of Ethan one-liners, <laughs> the spooky areas. The action, the freaking snoo snoo, and it really felt like a horror movie, like Seven. Seven definitely felt like a horror movie as well. You had the the slasher film with Jack. You had um, the gross horror with the the uh, expletive deleted beehive area, whatever that was there. And then you had the psychological horror part, and that was super cool. And they kind of kept that, not as much, not as... Not as much on this one, but you know, he still had that with the dollhouse and Snoo Snoo and the action part. It was just, yeah. Uh, but I can go on and on talking about Resident Evil, but I'll save you, save you the, the time. All in all, I, I loved it. It was great. I don't know which one I like better yet, seven or eight. Maybe seven, just because the the fresh new take on this whole Resident Evil experience and just the the complete back to its roots. I love seven, but eight is very very close to being just as good, and I can't wait for nine. Thank you for your time. Peace. spoiler cast warning from here on out all bets are off everything is on the table the opening segment not not include not talking mostly about being in the house i'm talking about after the accident happens after ethan is wandering around and then you confront the villagers and stuff that opening part i felt wasn't that great and it wasn't horrible. It wasn't like, man, this really sucks. It was just more, it didn't have a great opening to me. I felt like it was a little confusing because playing Resident Evil, if you've always played Resident Evil, there's different types of Resident Evil. There's the original Resident Evil. Very early on, it was like, hey, conserve your weapons. You know, don't waste your bullets. Save them, save them, save them. And as the series progressed, it ended up becoming, you know, once four and on happened, it's like, shoot him up shooter you know it started that shit started happening in two as well you know it started getting more actiony a lot of people forget that resident evil was very silly then into two that's when it became silly action and then it really progressed as much as i hate resident evil 5 and resident evil 6 is garbage resident evil has always been that weirdness and got into the action stuff especially in two 
2 still kept the survival horror, but there was there was some action. You don't remember that. There was action in that, too. But, yeah, that opening part was, you know, where the lichens are coming out, and then you have that big old giant that comes. Like, at first it's confusing, and, and really, when you go through that segment, you just gotta run. You don't have to really waste your weapons. I think you do get some achievements. You do get some trophies for killing a lichen, or taking out that 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 giant and stuff but that part got kind of confusing because you know there are segments when you die when you're starting off because you're still getting used to kind of like the combat and like okay let's see how everything feels how they attack you're getting used because since they're lichens they're moving around it brings a lot of that that feeling of, of some of the villagers from Resident Evil 4 that segment was weird because anytime they grabbed me I thought oh okay I'm dying again but no it's a cinematic moving you on to the next section that happened a few times and it was kind of disorienting like it was just like oh wait okay so I wasn't supposed to waste like 20 30 bullets then, then uh, to me it more felt like fuck I just wasted like 20 bullets son of a bitch if I knew this segment was just to get me to the next area in the village to kind of okay you're following kind of like a script but you get to move around I wish I kind of knew that. It just felt weird. It just felt so... I felt like disoriented. I think that's the only way I could kind of describe it. It was kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. Then you run into the villagers, and and that's pretty neat. But, I mean, I kind of... That was kind of a bummer. You have that part where you run into the villagers in that beginning part, and you meet the dad, the daughter, and then the other villagers held up in that house. Like, that was a pretty neat segment, and then the house, like then the dad like attacks everybody then the fire starts and then you lose the daughter she falls into the fire and he's like <laughs> Ethan it's just corny shit like why does everyone keep dying on me you know that that was funny and again with people complaining like oh that's stupid it's like come on man have you ever played Resident Evil Jill Sandwich all that bullshit come on like it's like cheesy shit man and literally a lot of people have been talking about this and I 100% agree it's fucking evil dead I mean a lot of this shit is corny, evil, dead jokes and silliness of gore. And that's awesome. That, I don't know what's so great about this Resident Evil Village. It was so fun. Yeah, that, that part. After the, that, you you meet no more villagers. You know? And I thought that was kind of a bummer. It would have been cool to kind of have them around. But maybe that would have just been more of a nuisance kind of thing. But, but then after that, it starts kind of opening up. When you start going inside Lady Diametric... Diem, I can't, I'm going to keep fucking up her name. Because there's a way of saying it. Lady Dimitriscu, Dimitriscu's castle, the castle part of it, that was really cool. Every segment had its own type of feel, its type of flavor, and let's get the giant lady out of the room. Lady Dimitriscu. Hey man, everybody went fucking gaga over this lady, and you know what? It was awesome. I don't hate her. I think she's fantastic. I understand why people went crazy. She was great. Like, I don't even think Capcom knew what was going to happen. Capcom had no idea how big she was going to be. Now, I could see people's disappointment. I could see people being upset that she's not in it for that long. Because all of the marketing was of her. All, everything that you saw was all about her. And the reason why is because the marketing team that saw that people went gaga over her and said, like, fuck it, we're all going to focus on her. And I think actually that went to our benefit. Even though you're going to have some people and you hear it online, you read it on articles like, oh, it's not that great because she's not in it. Look, I get it. People really liked her. But hey, man, the time we had with her, I thought was great. But 
where it came into our benefit was since Capcom or the marketing team focused so much on her, that's what you thought the whole game was going to be. And then that basically 25% of that beginning part, maybe even less of that game, when it's done, there's all this other stuff that you didn't even see or know about. Again, I avoided a lot of stuff so I wouldn't get spoiled. Maybe they showed some stuff before then, but I was ignoring it, but no one knew, and that was awesome. You don't see that a lot in games. They kind of just show everything sometimes or sometimes kind of spoil a good chunk of the game, so nothing really ends up becoming a surprise that much anymore. But them focusing on Lady D, I'm just going to call her Lady D because I keep fucking up her name. Them focusing on Lady D so much, I think, was a plus because we were just ended up becoming very surprised with everything else. It, 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 I think everything else, it benefited on that. But being in the castle, finding the, her, the, the daughters, that stuff was really cool. One thing I do have to agree, I had a conversation with Bethel about this. I think a lot of the times in this Resident Evil... Just, I played on standard casual normal mode. Um, I don't, the, you know, the boss fights weren't super difficult. I didn't have any trouble with anything. Um, playing the first demo that came out, I didn't know, I, you didn't, you couldn't fight the, the witches, so I just ran away. So I kind of knew just to run away from them, but I liked that kind of thing of them being exposed to light. You know, being exposed to light, being exposed to the cold kind of, not light mainly, but the cold that's when you were able to actually damage them. And I thought that was really neat because when you met all the daughters and the three of them, you kind of, it made it fun. Like, okay, how am I going to be able to open something for cold in this room? You know, that was really neat. It made, it made battling them fun, not super difficult, but it made the battling kind of fun trying to figure out how to kind of defeat them. But going through the castle part, doing a lot of the puzzles, really fun going through that part. But once you defeat lady d that's it everything about her especially having her chase you that was the one thing and then we're getting into one of the negatives i'd say that that i i didn't not that i didn't like but with resident evil 2 remake it was awesome having the tyrant like when they did that remake resident evil 2 is my favorite resident evil and when they did the resident evil remake it was everything I wanted and more. They could have easily just done the same game, made it look pretty, and I would have been happy. But with the Resident Evil 2 remake, they went above and beyond and it was awesome. But one of the things that people really loved was the tyrant stalking you. That was so intense. That was so frightening. They did such a good job. He would chase you in segments in the original, but not in this way. Not where you feared hearing steps. When you heard that, that was more scary than confronting him. Knowing that he's around, knowing that he's near, that was fucking awesome. They do the same thing in this game, but it doesn't hit as well as Tyrant. And you know what? It didn't hit as well in the remake for Resident Evil 3. A lot of people didn't like the remake of Resident Evil 3. I was okay with it. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun playing that game a lot. But one of the thing, one of the things was people were really excited about the Nemesis. And I think since the Tyrant did it, when the Nemesis does it, it's not, it just doesn't hit. And I also think with Lady D, it doesn't really hit because you want her to get you. <laughs> You're just kind of like, no, stop chasing me. Oh, don't grab me. Oh, no, you got me. I'm scared. Aside from the sexual tension or, or, or the sexual whatever, I'm joking there. 
I think the I think the stocking stuff has already run its course with the first I mean it's been in Resident Evil but I think where they really nailed it was in Resident Evil 2 Remake and I just don't I don't want to say it, you can't do it anymore but it wasn't that it was okay in 3 and in and this it was okay as well like there's not that tension anymore I think now we're expecting it. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's one of the, not the worst things, but I think that's that doesn't make for a fun horror game because now you're expecting it. You know, I don't want to expect it. I just want it to happen. I, I want, I want it to to surprise me. And and I think they kind of have to look at it and see either what they can do to change something or just, I don't know, man. Like it, it. It's just, oh, okay, just ignore her, run away. That's it. it. I don't know, does that make sense? Like, it just, they did it better. And I think it just kind of, it's already run its course, basically. And again, I'm not saying it can't come back, but we already know what to expect. So it, it kind of doesn't make it as special in Village, especially with Lady D. Going into the Village, like, a lot of the negative stuff people were saying was like, dude, it's basically Resident Evil 4. So it's basically this. They're just doing Resident Evil 4. It's a I'm like, well, yeah, it's a village. You can say that. Like, yeah, it's Resident Evil 4. And, and Capcom has always done that. There's always been some type of mansion. There's always been some type of, of thing that's very similar to all the Resident Evil games. Of course, they're inspired by Resident Evil 4. That's one of the biggest ones. That's one of the ones that people want you know remade which is more than likely gonna happen but i don't know like yeah I, I don't know i think people were taking it as a negative and to me it, it felt different enough to be its own thing of course it's resident evil 4 village the village in resident evil 4 but i think it's better it's improved it's not just the same thing it's not just the guys going around going you know stuff like that like it's different it's the lichens and yeah it's a different set of enemies but you know i don't know like i could differentiate it from both you know it just yeah i think people were taking that too much but resident evil's done that they've always fucking done that you know they've always gone back to either same locations or inspired by locations i don't know that that was just one of those it, that was again that's not a negative to me but it's just like i don't know man like i think a lot of, going back to just the reviews like a lot of people just felt like they had to find something wrong and I'm not saying Resident Evil Village is perfect. It's not 100%. There's flaws in everything. But it's like a lot of the early... After beating the game, checking out some of like the reviews, I just felt like as people were trying to find something negative to talk about just to find something, you know? And, and you know what? If it was a negative for that person, understand. Get it. A lot of like what people say, I could understand, but I don't agree with a lot of it. But here, this is where we get probably what made this game so great was because of ladies d's introduction all the attention going to her we get stuff that we didn't even know it basically is like an amusement park when you see the map of village the places you have to go the enemies you have to confront 
it feels like you're going through a theme park. I think Maximilian said it himself. He said, it's like a theme park. It's like a fucking theme park with different rides. And the next one you go on is Donna Benveniento. She's a puppeteer with her puppeteer, Angie. And then when you go into it, it's it's all there's no real action in it. You, you All your weapons are gone. You go into a house and you're exploring and some crazy hallucinogenic things are going on. You're seeing things you're not seeing. You're confronting things that are there that aren't there. It's all this crazy shit because she's using. And that's what's really cool. Like in this Resident Evil, you're finding, you know, uh, uh, you know, files, you're finding information that fleshes out that world, that fleshes out that character. Um, you're noticing with Lady D and the in the and her daughters, the reason why, you know, you're able to attack them because of the cold is because the mold and oh, I'm not gonna get that into it, but it goes into detail about like the anatomy, how they're made, why that happens, why they kind of in a way decompose or or you're able to hit them is is because of these fly bugs things the mole that created and redid the body all this shit anyway it's all this that lady miranda which you find out later gave each and every one of these individuals a power and ability and with donna benviento um the puppeteering it was creepy in there and you know what it didn't hit me it didn't hit me till bethel told me but he said it felt very pt i did not feel that when i played it but looking thinking back on it completely 100 percent see it going through the hallway it's all creepy you know confronting the big giant baby the big fucking that was fucking weird doing the puzzles that was so much the fun part it was like a change of pace going through the mansion with lady d and then going through this doing the 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 puzzles and trying to find angie and and, and the puppets attack you if you take too long trying to find her and, and then you defeat her that whole segment was cool because it was a nice change of pace it, you weren't just doing the same thing you're not just shooting around you're not just shooting things it changed up the game and gave you something a bit unique it took away your weapons and you had to just kind of use your brains you know your brain nuggies and i really liked it and i thought her design was great in, in the black little kind of like funeral gownish covering her face her holding the puppet like that was probably one of my favorite designs in the entire game i thought she was awesome and I liked the house part, but completely 100% after once Bethel was just like, dude, it gave me PT vibes. I agree. Thousand percent. I see it. You know, I didn't feel it when I was playing through it. I just kind of was playing through it and I got immersed in it. But I 100% see it after that. You know, I see how it was. Next up to share their opinions on RE8, we have Scott. Hi, Scott here calling in. Uh, about the Resident Evil Village and my experience with it. I really enjoyed the game. Uh, I did feel that the pacing was very, very well done, even though it was short and for selfish reasons, I wanted more content. <laughs> um, but I wanted to say my favorite part was probably the dollhouse experience. I really enjoyed that. I, dolls are very creepy and that whole area was creepy, especially when the lights would go out and then all of a sudden a mannequin appears and you gotta take pieces out of it. Uh, I also did not like the baby in the basement. That was really, really weird. Um, I also enjoyed the factory uh, setting. It reminded me a lot of Quake, and I really enjoyed Quake as a, as a young adult um, playing that. It was uh, really a well-done story and meshed very well. Um, I enjoyed the lichens. I felt that 
they weren't the big like werewolf beasts, which probably would have been cool, but at the same time, I like that they were human, you know, ish more than like a wolf. It's a different take on it. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. The ending was very well done. I want to see where her the experience with his daughter goes, uh, as far as you know what she is doing with Chris Redfield and others. Um, and how they're going to continue it. It's going to be excellent, I hope. They've done a really good job so far. All right, thanks. Bye. But that brings me to another point a lot of people said, where, oh man, this Resident Evil game is scary. You know, like, that's why I told Joe, I was like, hey, Joe, because Joe was having too much of a, Joe was crying because of Resident Evil 7, you know, Joe, Joe, it was too scary for Joe, and he gives me shit for, for being too scared and being a bitch about things, you know what, I fucking beat all that shit, and he's too scared to play 7, so, but I told him, Joe, this, this, this Resident Evil village is not scary, and what does he do, when I told him it was great, and it wasn't that scary, he buys it, of course, because Joe's a bitch, and you know, he'll never hear this, so, <laughs> he's a bitch. He's a crybaby talking shit. Next time you guys listen to the podcast and he's talking shit and saying like, oh, you're, you're a bitch, you get scared of shit. Remember, he was too scared to beat Resident Evil 7. Um, but a lot of people were saying it wasn't scary. And you know what? I don't disagree. I don't disagree that it it's not as scary as 7 because 7 went fucking crazy. Like I would say for me, that's the scariest one in the, in the series. Like, over-the-top crazy in a good way. And Village is nowhere as scary as 7, but it's still... It has its moments, man. Even going through my second playthrough, there'd be moments... Even knowing what's gonna happen, I still fucking jumped. Because there's a part where you do a puzzle where you have to look outside a window to match up the numbers to find it for a safe. And then there's a piece of paper that says, Don't look outside the window. Even the first time that made me jump, the second time knowing what was going to happen still made me fucking jump. It, it's just a build of tension. That's what I love about horror. Good horror games or good horror in general can build up the tension to where it's unsettling and something can freak you out. But what I love even more is just building up the tension and nothing happens. I think that's fucking great because it builds it up to the point where you can't stand and, and you're expecting something to jump out of the shadows and freak you out. But no, it doesn't. But that tension's still there. You, it start, slowly starts coming down. And then you can hear like a creaking of the house. And that kind of freaks you out. You know, your tension co- goes back up. I prefer that over the the Outlast or Five Nights at Freddy's where something just jumps and yells at you. The music gets loud. I've talked about this a lot. I enjoy the building of tension over just the quick jump scares cheap jump scares and there are jump scares in this game don't get me wrong but i think it builds it better it earns it it earns it perfectly it's not cheap even going back my second playthrough going through the castle there would be times i'm going through a door and one of the daughters is like oh man flesh or there you are they're not screaming it they're not by me they're down the hall they just speak it's the building of being uncomfortable in that castle in that mansion and just their voice out of nowhere freaks me out more than something yelling at me 
So, yes, it's not as scary as Resident Evil 7, but it still builds that tension and has, to me personally, a better payoff than any other type of survival horror game. Then we got Salvatore Moreau, the fish section. The he turns into a, like a giant fish and is you know going around that part of the game. That's another one that's part of the 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 segment of the amusement park theme ride that you go on next. But like that's probably the most actiony part of it when you finally get, confront him and start attacking him and then he spews out like the his spit that's toxic so you gotta find something to hide under if not it gives you a bunch of damage then you have heisenberg you know i could go into detail about their sections and i will go into heisenberg's a bit more but just all in all all these characters all these four sections all these areas to me this is the first time you have iconic characters right you have iconic villains you have iconic bosses in games right Resident Evil has had that in some aspects. I'm not trying to take shit away from the Tyrant. I'm not trying to take shit away from the Nemesis. We know these characters because how big they are, not as in size, but as like how they've lasted. I mean, dude, just the other day they announced Dead by Daylight DLC. Everyone knew it was going to be the Nemesis because the Nemesis is the most iconic character, most iconic monster in Resident Evil, right? He's the one that stalked you in Resident Evil 3. He's the most iconic. Of course he was going to be the DLC character for Dead by Daylight. Put your money on it. It was going to happen. That's how it is. Resident Evil has always had those monsters, right? You got Wesker. Wesker is one of the biggest ones too. But that's it. Yeah, you have other characters, but I don't remember them. I don't remember their name. The little small person in Resident Evil 4. I, I know he's Lord something, right? And he's not, not iconic, but he's not nemesis level, right? You also have the brother and sister and Code Veronica. I forget their names. All I'm saying is I'm not saying those characters aren't great. I'm not saying they're not iconic, but I don't think they hit the Wesker, nemesis, or tyrant level. To me, this is the first time they've had, I, I dare say it, Foxhound level, Metal Gear Solid Foxhound level villains. You got Lady D. You got Salvatore Moreau. You got Donna Benvenuto, the ventriloquist with Angie. That's your psychomanist, bro. You know what I mean? Then you got Carl Heisenberg. That's probably your ocelot. I would say that's your ocelot. Wait, I don't know. But you have all these characters. I think this is the first time in Resident Evil they've had, like, this is like their Metal Gear fucking, this is their version of a Metal Gear, iconic Metal Gear villains, you know, Metal Gear group, like, this is the most iconic, you know, again, not taking anything, I'm saying, not taking anything away from Tyrant, Nemesis, or Wesker, but I don't, to me, this is not, this has been the first time they've had that level, like a Metal Gear level villains, personally to me, you can disagree with me all you want, you know, disagree with me. That's cool. I don't care. I'm just saying to me, this is the first time I felt that each one was a unique and a, mem a memorable character. I don't think, I think other ones have been memorable in like, oh, that, like I said, the brother and the sister, but really it was, it's just the brother pretending to be the sister, right? I think I remember, I forget their name, Lord Sadler and stuff like that, but I don't think they hit that iconicness like the Metal Gear games. I think this is the first time they've hit that. I mean, 
especially Lady D. We all know that. Everyone's hornball nuts for that character. And I think this is the first time Resident Evil's had that group, you know? And I think that's pretty fucking cool, man. And then there was the part toward the end. Once you get all the little flasks that have um, parts of your daughter Rose in there, the jars be brought back together. But then you have the ending part, the Carl Heisenberg moment. And then uh, you have to be in the factory. Now, if all you remember, Resident Evil 7, I want to say the most weak part of Resident Evil 7 is the boat part. Now, I already hear a lot of people are saying that the, the factory part in Resident Evil Village is the boat part from Resident Evil 7. I highly disagree. I had fun in the factory part. It it all blended, I think, well enough. Maybe the factory isn't great, but it's not horrible like a lot of people are saying. It was more confined, and by that you were running in more, more you were running more into the experiments that Heisenberg was doing to some of the villagers that he was uh 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 you know, putting different parts like propellers on them or shields and they had laser sights or whatever. I thought that was cool because when you're going through the game, you're finding that paperwork of all the experiments he's doing on them, how they work, how they didn't work, stuff like that was really cool. And confronting them, confronting them in a more confined space didn't bring the tension of fear, but more of like there would be moments where I'm like, fuck, man, you would run away or kind of get in their, get out of their way. Cause, but by that time, like Resident Evil 7, you had more ammo in this one than previous Resident Evil games, so you're able to, to probably stand your ground a bit more, but you had kind of had to be more strategic with them because certain parts of what they were wearing, you can shoot off the uh, uh, sections or hit the, of course, in any game, the red spots to take them down. But I like the... I like the look of the factory, you know? It wasn't as bad as the boat. That's all I'm saying. I didn't hate it. I liked it. I enjoyed that part. It was fun. Now, the battle between Heisenberg, that was pretty cool. That's where it gets fucking... I mean, throughout this whole game, Ethan is getting his fucking hand chopped off, putting it back on, all this shit's happening. That's where a lot of the Evil Dead kind of was hitting me in the face. Like, fuck, he's like Ash from the Evil Dead. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people felt that in 7, but it kind of hit me more in this. Like, how wacky and weird everything got. Like, made me think of, like... Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2 level of insane gore weirdness. And Resident Evil Village does not disappoint. When you fight Heisenberg, you're in this chainsaw, machine gun, rocket, you know, gun thing to fight a, uh, Heisenberg, this Magneto-esque character who he made this machine that he can't control, this type of metal, which of, of course, but it's video games, fucking who cares? And then Chris got it running again. And that battle between them was fun. You know, again, all the battles in this wasn't, it, it wasn't hard, but it was just fun to kind of play through. Now, you can have battles where it's just boring, but at least these battles were fun. Not difficult, but fun. I heard it was better to kind of, playing it in hard gave you more of a challenge is what I'm hearing. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to going through a hard mode uh, in my third playthrough. Just kind of have a bit of that challenge, you know, because, yeah, it wasn't that difficult. But my favorite part, when Heisenberg mentioned that boulder-punching asshole, Chris. I loved it. I thought that was great. That was... Everyone makes fun of... <laughs> everyone makes fun of Chris punching that boulder in Resident Evil 5. 
me and Bethel are no different. We fucking laugh so much. We always we always talk. We always make those jokes on this on this podcast on this show about how Chris punches fucking rocks, and it was awesome. It, it was cheeky, man. I liked Capcom being aware how silly that was, knowing that Resident Evil is that silly. So it kind of made me like Resident Evil Five a bit more. I still don't like it, but stuff like that, them knowing. It's it was fun. Now we have Cassidy on to tell us what she thought of Capcom's newest game in survival horror. Hey guys, it's Cassidy, and I have quite a few thoughts about Resident Evil 8. So first, in the interest of full disclosure, Village was actually the first Resident Evil game I've pretty much ever played. I've dabbled in other iterations like Resident Evil 4, but I pretty much barely scratched the surface. I've seen the movie, if that counts, but I was really excited to check out Village as it was pretty much impossible to avoid all the hype around it. Normally, I'm not very good with scary games, and as such, I tend not to play them. The only horror games I had really played were for Halloween streams, playing games like Amnesia or Slender the Arrival. They terrified me, but I beat them, so I figured if I could do those, I could probably bluster my way through Resident Evil. So anyways, I start the game, and the first thing I notice is that it's really pretty. Recently, I haven't really ventured too far from retro games or Animal Crossing, but Village looks really nice. I think it did pretty well to avoid the Uncanny Valley-esque nature that games can sometimes get when going for realistic people. I think it pulled it off. The first thing I encountered in the game was a recap of Resident Evil 7, which I think is a great idea for people like me who didn't play it. Resident Evil 7 looked pretty scary though, so I kinda had a brief, ugh, I've made a mistake moment. But I quickly got over it. Story-wise, Village is nothing groundbreaking. I wasn't super blown away by the save your daughter trope, but you know, I'll go with it. At this point, I was 90% here for the big lady. The first time I actually got scared was the slimy fetus monster. It's the worst. And from all the other reviews I've read and streams I've seen, that seems to be the consensus. Slimy fetus monster is actually the worst. At one point when encountering it, I was hiding, thinking it would go away, but I kept hearing its nasty giggle, cry, laugh, and honestly, I probably waited like 15 minutes hoping it would leave. It never left. I had to sprint past it to safety in what were honestly the most terrifying 30 seconds of the entire game. I give that part a solid nope out of 10. The rest of the game, fortunately, is more tense, which I appreciated as an admittedly wimpy gamer. Lady D didn't pose too much of a threat, and mostly kept me on my toes as I avoided her. Donna and Angie were creepy, but mostly made me feel kind of sad for Donna, although not quite as sad as I felt for Moreau, who just wanted to be loved. Maybe Ethan should have just adopted him and forgotten Rose. Would have saved him and his hand a lot of pain. Lastly, Heisenberg made me feel some feelings. I liked Heisenberg. I liked Heisenberg when he took his glasses off. I would have much preferred to have sided with him and done hot evil guy stuff, but alas, the game has other plans. Overall, I really liked it. It definitely made me more interested in the other games, especially 7. I'm excited to go back and play Resident Evil 7 and then come back to 8, this time playing on a more difficult setting as casual was too casual, even for me. I hope you all enjoyed it too. 
Thanks for listening, and check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Cassidia. Bye! Yeah, one of the, the craziest things is when Ethan dies. When Lady Miranda rips out his heart after the fight with Heisenberg. And she kills him, and I thought, oh shit, is this how the game's gonna end? I'm like, alright. And then they do that twist where you start controlling Chris. So then you think, okay, I'm just gonna finish this game with Chris. But then you start piecing things a little, little by little. Because you're reading things, and they hint at it. I don't know if you guys caught it. I didn't catch it. Like, I'm not trying to come here and be like, oh yeah, I kind of figured that shit out. No, but they hint at it really well. Ethan didn't die, but he did die. And if you're listening to this, you already know. But the mold, everything that was a part of this, once you find out the information about how this is tied to the original creator of Umbrella, meeting Miranda back in the day, this mold that once it's touched, once it it, it, it touches the, the host or whoever it is, it's kind of like it's a memory type of consciousness. When Ethan died, the mole created another Ethan his consciousness was able to move on and that was so cool reading that or knowing that in the game that the Ethan that we were playing the reason why Ethan all this shit's happened to him his fucking hand gets caught you know cut in half you know he's he's fucking getting decapitated he's getting parts of him bitten off he's getting all this shit happened to him you're like man this is crazy the reason why is because he's the mold he's part of the mold his consciousness, the mole, created him. That's what Lady Miranda was trying to do, was to rebirth her daughter. That's why Rosemary was captured, because she is, a re, in a way, going to get reincarnated as Lady Miranda's daughter from the mole, a Elizabeth, if I remember the name correctly. Or Evelyn, I forget. I like that idea. I liked that the mole was a consciousness, Ethan's consciousness continuing, you know? So it's still Ethan, but it's not Ethan. Ethan died, but his consciousness kept going. And I thought that was crazy. Like, he comes back, and because of the mind, well, I think, I'm, I'm forgetting the name, so I apologize, but the mind mole, the thing that, that, that the village had was destroyed. That means Ethan is destroyed. He goes away because once that main core is gone, whatever is the mole cannot sustain itself anymore. And that's how he ends up dying. But he still goes to save. He fights Lady Miranda, knowing full well what's going to happen. And tells Chris, take care of Rosemary. You know, make her strong. And he sacrifices himself. That was great. Like, you felt something. You know, Ethan's just this weird fucking character that a lot of people complain that has no, isn't like, Cap, I don't know. Capcom kind of did it. And what I mean by that is they made you care. Because I was like, oh, no, <laughs> he's going to die. Ethan, no. You know, like, here's this guy who's getting chopped up, cut to pieces. It's all silly. But then when you find out really what's going on, you feel bad. I felt bad. But he sacrifices himself 
so that his daughter could live. And I thought that was awesome. Like, it made you care. And they did a great job of making you care. You know, and then and then when this is happening, you know, like, first playthrough, and I'm, I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, man, this is great. That means, like, you know, when, Ro- like, when Resident Evil 12 or 15 comes out, Rosemary will be older, and then we'll play through Rosemary. And then the next thing, after the credits, you see a grown-up Rosemary. And I'm just like, oh, man, are you fucking serious? Are we jumping forward? Is the next game going to jump us fucking forward? Chris is like fucking 60 or something. No, Chris wouldn't be that old. He'd be like in his 50s. And like, we're going to have old Chris. We're going to have old Jill. I'm like, oh, this is whack. I'm like, I at first, I was not into that part. I was not into the part of her already being grown up. And I'm like, man, we're going to jump forward. This is fucking bullshit. It would have been cool because Ethan gives the jacket, you know, and, and even when the credits were rolling, not knowing how the ending was going to happen, I thought, oh, man, in like a decade from now, we're going to have that game with Rosemary and she's going to be wearing her dad's jacket. And then it like it happens at the end of the fucking credits. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> that fucking sucks. They're already going to do it. That's lame. But I don't think it's been confirmed. Could be wrong. Not 100%. If you guys are uh, familiar with Maximilian, uh, he loved it. He loved Resident Evil Village. And then he was like freaking out and talking about stuff. And he's like, wait a minute. They're talking about in this game. And when you're playing through the game, and even when you played the game at at first, because you're walking in the beginning in Ethan's house with Rosemary and you got to put her to bed. He's a big fucking baby. He points that out. There's a lot of the times they're talking about how this, this baby's pretty big for age. She's probably growing rapidly. It's probably been like two or three years. It hasn't been like, she looks what, 14, 16, or maybe 14, 16 maybe. It's probably just been three years. She's probably grew because she's she's not a regular person. She probably grew fast. So this is probably, for all we know, maybe it's just a two years, three years. We don't know. We're not going to find out until the next game, you know. But him talking about that, People bringing up those theories that she's growing quickly because of of who she is, the mole or whatever. That actually excited me. I was just like, Man, okay, that's a better idea. I like that better than us having to jump forward because I was I was not looking forward to seeing old Chris or whatever. This idea of her growing rapidly and it's probably only been two or three years. I'm 100% in if that's what is going on, if that's what's happening. So she has some abilities. She has some things that we can do. We're just going to have to wait until Resident Evil fucking 9 happens and see where that goes. But I'm I'm liking wherever this tri- so-called trilogy, maybe they're going to do a trilogy. Maybe they're going to, they have a story to tell. But with what they're, whether it was planned, whether 7 going into 8 was planned from the beginning or, or they just came up with the stuff to happen in 8, whatever it is, I uh, am so digging where they're going with this. I had such a great time with Resident Evil 8, with Resident Evil Village, it was just so much fun. Even with the stuff I didn't like, I'm okay with it being 10 hours. I think it was paced well. You know, I don't think it had the greatest introduction. You know, wasn't too hard, but I had a blast. I had fun. It's what I enjoy about Resident Evil and and the team did such a great job to the point where I jumped right away into a second playthrough. I streamed a second playthrough because of how much fun I had. And once I finished that second playthrough, I was ready to go into a third playthrough in hard mode, but I decided no. Just because I didn't I didn't want to 
overdo it. You know? Didn't want to overdo it. I didn't want to... I kind of wanted to wait and just kind of go through it later. So, but I'm so itching on playing like a third playthrough. I had a blast. I think what Capcom did with Resident Evil Village, so beyond what I wanted, it wasn't even what I thought I wanted, but I had such a fun time with it. Where this series is going, what Capcom is doing, I think is great. And I think that's what it is. I think that's what Resident Evil has always been. You could say it's not Resident Evil because there's no zombies. You could say it's not Resident Evil because Jill or Leon or Claire or whoever's not in it. You could say it's not Resident Evil because it's not third person. It's first person. Whatever you say about Resident Evil, Resident Evil has always been a series of evolving. It's a series that's always evolved. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. And when it's bad, there's at least something there. With everything that's always been in that series, it's evolved. And it's evolving in a way that I'm enjoying. And it's evolving in a way that not only evolves the series, but evolves gaming with it as well. <laughs>